2: I'm not the villain of the season, honey. I'm not concerned about
1: that, but you are. Shut up. I just can't deal with you anymore. I can't. Don't lead with your emotions. Don't lead with your anger. You're nothing to me, girl. Nothing. McKenna says, you're (laughs) nothing to me, girl. Nothing. I'm everything. No. (laughs) It is so dumb. It's a telenovela. They say nothing. They're saying nothing. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break
2: down every delicious moment with you.
1: I'm Emma Gray.
2: And I'm Lee Blickley. Emma, enough is enough, really. Peter and the remaining women have had enough, damn it. And frankly, so have
1: I. Enough is enough. Should we just bow out? Are we just done with this season? Is that is that like the point that this show has pushed us to? You know, maybe there's like a glimmer of hope. Maybe. Honestly, I'm glad that women are just dropping like flies. It might make it a little bit less tense. They'll, they'll all be separated soon. So I guess for you, the listeners, we'll persevere. But before we get into uh, the meat of this episode... The meat sweats. The meat sweats of this episode, (laughs) I do want to take a minute to kind of run through all of the craziness surrounding the Victoria F. Cosmo White Lives Matter modeling situation that has kind of played out over the last few days. I want to give a shout out to Lee, who is the first journalist... Uh, when she had Peter on Build Series on Tuesday to actually ask him directly about the Cosmos statement, which has created this whole media cycle. And I'm just I am thrilled that you did not back down from asking him. About you
2: know, it. Emma, the podcast gave me that courage <laughs> to go out there. Uh, because the thing is, yeah, I met Peter at Build Series. He's a super nice guy. Super cute. Like, very, very tall. Very kind. So tall. Much taller than I thought. Very
1: tall. I was struck by that as well. And he
2: took responsibility for some of the stuff that's happened this season, be it his bad decisions, maybe he hasn't been asking the right questions to these women. He acknowledged um, he fed
1: into the drama, exactly. which I appreciated.
2: Uh, but yeah, we did get into Victoria F's um, situation with her Marlin preservation campaign where she wore some attire that said
1: white lives matter said w she was wearing a a hat that said wlm um, and there this was a wm clothing was the name of the company and there were other photos right next to it with confederate flags with marlins in it and The phrase white lives matter.
2: Yeah. And so Cosmo, after she won the challenge where she got a digital cover, Cosmo released their own statement, which we read last podcast about how they weren't going to run the cover because of all this that's going on. So, I, you know, I felt it necessary that this is out in the public. We need to ask Peter about it. Yeah. I started my question and Peter's face dropped. And I stumbled he was not prepped. No, I stumbled over my words because I was looking at this guy and I was like, he's not prepared, maybe, to answer this. Because again, I don't think ABC prepped him, nor did they ever even release their own statement. But you on know what, this. Lee? Uh
1: not your problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think both of those things can exist, right? You can feel empathy for feeling like you're putting someone on the spot, but also that's a real oversight on Peter's mm-hmm. part, on ABC's part, on Warner Brothers' part, if they're not going to know that this is something that journalists have a responsibility to ask about so exactly i'm you a did reporter it's it. my job
2: i softballed it a little bit after seeing his face uh <laughs> but i got it out i got the question out and his answer was super disappointing and i'm gonna read it in full um so he said just being completely honest i can't really speak too much on it because i don't really know any facts about the whole situation i just recently heard about that with the cover being removed obviously in that moment too i knew nothing about that none of us did All I can speak on is the time I was able to spend with Victoria throughout this experience, and I truly enjoyed my experience with her. I really feel like she's a good person, and she's got a lot of endearing qualities, and I just hope people can inform their opinion on her based on what they see between us uh, and her time on the show. She's not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But yeah, that's all I can really say on that.
1: Let's dig into this just a little bit. I I was in the audience when you were asking this question. It's like a very kind of small, intimate studio, so I was pretty close. could see Peter's face. I could see him sort of stumbling over his own words. But I kept waiting for the moment where he would inevitably be like, and I don't support a racist campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the first part of his answer was fine. Yeah, you he, know? Did, he, didn't he didn't know. know. The whole situation he didn't know. He didn't know. And And is it his responsibility to account for every person's behavior who's cast on the show? Absolutely not. But again, as we were saying, this is a matter of public discussion. This is the, the phrase white lives matter is incredibly hurtful and incredibly racist. Mm-hmm. And regardless of you know, Victoria F.'s actual knowledge of the campaign. I mean, we don't know. We have not heard from her. It was disappointing to hear him not really get ahead of it and say, like, to be clear, regardless of anything else, this is not something I support.
2: Yeah, I don't support this at all. Um, And... You know, after we spoke about this, the headlines started coming out. Yeah. Uh, people people started picking it up. E! News had it. Just Jared had it. And, you know, a lot of it was, you know, he take he's supporting Victoria. Which is what it sounded like. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Access Hollywood actually followed up and asked their own question
1: about it. About about his answer, about his initial answer. Yeah. Um, and
2: I think we have some audio of that answer.
0: So, yeah, I will completely set the record sure straight here with that. Um Headlines definitely um, were taken out of context. I never supported Victoria with the campaign that she was a part of. Um, You know, I'm learning about all this as it comes out just like everyone else is and my comments were made about my time spent with Victoria on the show and when I dated her and the person I got to know throughout that experience. Um, But in no way will I ever support uh, that type of campaign. Um, I do feel like um, It wouldn't be necessarily appropriate for me to speak too much on it at this moment because Victoria hasn't necessarily had a chance to speak and and address the public, and I want to give her that opportunity. But um, I was speaking about my time some months ago before I knew any of this stuff came out, and I in no way support that type of campaign, and it's it's too bad that the headlines are taken out of context. I have not spoken to Victoria, and again, I can't speak on her behalf. Um, We'll see what she does.
2: Now, the headlines weren't taken out of context because— He just wasn't clear he wasn't if this clear. is how he felt. I
1: Look, if Peter says he doesn't support this, I'm going to yeah. take him at his word. I wish he would have said that but I wish, us. But he didn't say that <laughs> yeah. initially, and I don't think that it's the fault of journalists for picking up that comment and yeah. extrapolating that he supported her. Because he said no one's perfect. Yeah. And my feeling is there is a nice, happy medium between perfect and, you know— actively or passively endorses white supremacy
2: yeah and abc i kind of fault them with this they should I have too. peter and they also should be on top of getting victoria f's statement out there now because yeah. this is all like my understanding her. it's gonna right. affect her more than it's gonna affect anyone else in this finasco
1: i agree and i think that you know i've sort of heard rumblings that she has been told not to say anything i think that's a real mistake Uh, We do know that when this was first floating around the Internet before it had kind of become part of the official public dialogue because of Cosmo, this was these photos were published on Instagram before the season even started. And Victoria had defended herself saying it would be nice for you to gather all the facts before jumping to bash someone. The company We Love Marlins is in support of catching white, blue and black Marlins and releasing them back into the wild in regards to a sensitive topic, I come from a very large fishing town where Marlin tournaments are held every year. Glad to clear this up. And then someone responded to her and was like, this phrase is overtly racist. You should apologize. And without knowing you, this comes off as extremely insensitive. Um, And you got paid to model for a company that supports Confederate flag production, which is sort of how I feel. And then she did respond and said, I definitely see how this could be offensive. I apologize immensely. It was never my intention to lessen this matter. But she has not said anything since. And now it's become much more widely known.
2: Yeah. And like we were saying, we really don't know either if when she
1: wore the gear, did it have the letters? I mean, on we don't it. have context don't because she hasn't provided it to yeah. us. And my feeling is like we can only work off of what we have. And we feel like our responsibility as journalists and as podcasters is to just be really clear that. Um, ignorance on this topic is not acceptable and that the phrase white lives matter and the use of the Confederate flag are overtly racist. Yeah. So that's where we stand.
2: End of story. Yeah. We just wanted to touch on that before we dive in because Victoria F. did have another big episode. Um, But hopefully we'll get a statement from her soon, hear her side of the story. The women tell
1: all is going to be lit. Let's just say that. (laughs) Okay. So getting into this actual episode, you know, putting aside the off-screen stuff, We open on a sweeping mountain scene and then a big city. They're in Santiago, Chile, says Peter in Spanish. They are really leaning into the fact that he speaks Spanish. Spanish. Uh, We did get an email from a listener who's a native Spanish speaker kind of confirming what I had assumed, which is that... His Spanish is is not that amazing. His pronunciation is off. His grammar is off. I mean, I only took high school Spanish, and it's been years, and I have since lived in israel and french canada so my language skills yeah. are all over the I place said i took french in high school
2: so my spanish is non-existent <laughs> which is sad now i wish i would have taken spanish yeah
1: let's... um but i could tell his accent was off let's just let's just say yes. that but clearly there, you know the show is like peter you speak a language that's not english we'll just throw you yeah. into south america let's play <laughs> that up um,
2: but yeah he got his stitches removed he's got 10 beautiful women left but me as a mom, I was just looking at the landscape and all I saw was a baby shark balloon and let me tell you it really is everywhere. That's what I learned from see, this episode. This is why
1: it's good to have have you on here cuz that I like totally missed that. You know, it's the fun facts. Well, Peter hopes the drama's over. So do we. And so it, it is not. <laughs> Narrator voice. It is not over. <laughs> The women seem to be out and about, kind of having lunch, drinking. Yeah, have it's we? It's delightful. I
2: feel like they're always in their rooms. But this season, we've kind of seen, they like— They got
1: to see the outdoors. Yeah,
2: they get to be outside a little bit. So generous. This isn't the circle. Like, The Bachelor is back. They're, like, bringing the women outside, happy hours, girl time, cheersing. Tammy even gives a little speech.
1: She's like, let's put everything behind us. And McKenna—poor McKenna clearly is the one who is always tasked with— you know, sort of recapping to the group because obviously the producers give them topics to discuss and this footage does not do her any favors. No, it really doesn't. Oh, baby McKenna. So
2: we still haven't heard her sob story, which I don't know that we ever will. She keeps reminding us. I guess we we (laughs)
1: never will now. But she says, you know, she just needed to pull him in the middle of the rose ceremony. Victoria F. and Natasha just seemed totally, totally over it. Uh, As I would be. As I would be, too. Again,
2: you needed to do that. Yeah, but we all wanted that time, too. We needed that, too, but we just didn't do it.
1: They're probably like, girl, just stop talking about it.
2: Yeah, let's Um, move on. Again, Girls' Day. Let's get over it. Drama free. We're in Chile. And then Peter
1: arrives in his plaid and with his bandaged head. And he's like, (laughs) look, it's time for me to explore the city with Hannah Ann. Yeah. Yeah. Who's Let's
2: like, go. it's a girl's day, but like, whatever, I can ditch them. Fine. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's the concept of the show. Yeah. You ditch your girls to go on a <laughs> date with Peter.
1: <laughs> that's literally the entire conceit. Uh, And Natasha's bummed. I'm like, God, just so, give my 30-something gal a chance.
2: So am I. Like, Natasha deserves a one-on-one. Let's go. But I don't think Hannah Ann has had a one-on-one. So, no, she has yeah, not. It
1: was good to it see was, them at it least. It was overdue, yeah. I'd say, because he seems very into her. So Pete, you know, teaches Hannah Ann some Spanish, as we've established. Perhaps he's not the best Spanish teacher. Hannah Ann seems to be into it, so that's all that matters. She is very into it. I always love these kind of exploration dates where they just get to kind of wander the city, see some live music, Mm -hmm. eat things, like they actually get to eat, which Uh, is the best thing to do in any new country. But
2: nothing like getting a hot dog shoved in your face.
1: Was that a hot dog? I couldn't quite tell. It seemed to be some sort of hot dog-like yeah, I, Chilean sandwich. I thought
2: she said it, but it was kind of under her breath
1: because I just put, was that a hot dog? It looked delicious. Um, That's all I know. I mean, I love me some street food when you go to, to a country yeah. you've never been to. And of course, they bring up like
2: wedding cake in your face. Nothing like a hot dog Ugh. or whatever this is in your face. God. Uh, but again, yeah, these dates are nice when you get to explore the city like a real, you know, traveler.
1: And I, I did feel a little bit bad for Hannah Ann, though, because since Pete can understand Spanish pretty well. They don't seem to bother to translate, so she's yeah. just left standing there, like, doing a very, yes, hmm mm-hmm. nodding face. I
2: totally get it, what you're saying. Uh, but then we get a, a nice random couple that oh, they, they love encounter to do on that. the street, which we always get, at least one per season, and they give some advice. They've been married for 22 years, and, you know, it's all about patience, tolerance, communication, and love. Um, and Hannah Ann and Peter seem to agree that They got
1: that. So maybe maybe this could work for them. Maybe. (laughs) Pete's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I seem a little concerned about her age and whether she's ready for lifelong commitment, but, like, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, she
2: she admits, I've never been in love. Uh, But, you know, I feel like being in love should be with my person.
1: Uh, I have such mixed feelings about this, because on the one hand, I don't think not having been in love doesn't mean oh, you don't that deserve you're not, yeah, love that or you're you not ready marriage. for yeah, it. Exactly. Like a lot of a lot of finding a person that you are in love with is just luck and situation. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. But also, I think there is just something where age is relevant. Not that you can't be 23 and ready for love and marriage. I absolutely think you can be. But there are just lived experiences and going through a variety of relationships and Really figuring out your, having time to figure out yourself and figure out what you want can also be useful. Exactly. Like it's
2: all about experiencing certain kinds of relationships. You don't, I mean, she said she was in a three and a half year relationship, but she wasn't in love. But you're also 23. So you, what, we're at 19? Uh, that's a kind and you of a... stayed with
1: someone for a very long time. Yeah, who but you it's a different weren't... kind of relationship. Yes, it's you know you're
2: when not you're... living.
1: You're not necessarily as living as independently. Yeah.
2: my high school relationship was very different than my you know twenty something relationship. Yeah,
1: college relationship different than relationships I've had after moving to New York. Like, exactly. These are all...
2: So you see why Peter has doubts, but you also understand Hannah's situation, which again, you don't need to have been in love. To, to deserve love. Right. Or to to
1: be ready. And you, I believe she knows herself. So Pete is like, I need to know that Hannah Ann's ready. This is his thing. Yeah. Pete just wants these women to cry and affirm him. Yeah. Because he is so massively insecure. He just needs them to like him.
2: And yes. he needs them to tell him that they like him, that they're into this, that they're into him.
1: It's it's like someone being like, "Tell me you'll never leave me." Yeah, which I I understand the impulse, but it's also, but he can't see past tears
2: at this point. And also, tears mean you like me because you wouldn't be upset if you weren't crying. So here's a rose. Right.
1: And also, these women are put in a weird position because they know that most of them aren't going to make it to the end. So to to really fully convince themselves that this is their person, when they logically know they're probably going to be disappointed, like. It's, I don't know. I, I I had mixed feelings. Yeah, I. Me too. So during the night portion of the date, Hannah Ann shows up. What did you think of this dress? <laughs> Like
2: figure skating,
1: right? right? It was like very, very intense. Sheer, low
2: back, glittery. These weird white
1: white floral appliques. All it needed
2: was some fringe around the hips. And you know, you got um, Oksana Bayul. Oksana
1: Bayul here. here. I bet Hannah Ann does not know who Oksana Bayul is. No. Because again, 23. (laughs) Tanya
2: Harding, she had a big comeback the last few years.
1: Uh, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Side note obsessed with Tanya Harding. Uh, Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding, real formative figures in my childhood.
2: (laughs) But Pete wants to connect with Hannah on a deeper level. Again, he's got to figure out, she hasn't been in love, so can she love me? Because that's all that I'm here for. You
1: need to love me. And he's like, so what are your goals? And Hannah (laughs) and... no. Hasn't seemed to quite figure out what her goals are, which, again, is fine. Yeah, I didn't know what I was doing at 23. But she's like, you know, my main goal is model as long as I can and also not stay in the shallow waters of life, which means nothing. Yeah, well, like, what does that mean? What does that mean?
2: Dive into the deep end? Where? What's the deep but end? But what's the deep end of yeah. life? Like, what does that is mean? Is that like, being
1: in love, the deep end of life? Right. Like, I, I literally, it is a phrase that means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Who taught you that phrase? What are the shallow waters of life, Hannah Ann? Please tell us. And I do think there's something that Peter is picking up on, which is that Hannah Ann, it feels like she's prepped herself and she has... It's like a pageant level answer yeah. or not even a pageant, but like an interview, like you're at a job interview. She sort of speaks and soundbites a yes, little bit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Peter's like, yeah, I also love going deep, which I was really <laughs> tempted to make a dirty joke, but yeah, I will Right off the board. He's like, I just love going deep, like real deep.
2: <laughs> uh, we have, you know, maybe we'll just toss in a windmill mention yeah. in this moment. We haven't heard the windmill in a while. Uh but then you know he questions her. Why? Why do you feel like you a hundred percent know what you want?
1: It's like no one knows hundred percent
2: what they want. But uh, all she knows is she still wants to be a model and not wait in shallow waters. But <laughs> okay, Pete, we see what you're going, uh, what what you're going after.
1: And he's like, so why do you feel that you want this? And Hannah has this again soundbite answer. Yeah. She's like, this is she does the thing where you repeat the question yeah. in your answer. It's like how they media train you when again, you go very on TV. Pageant-y. Yeah. I know this is what I want because I haven't found that love in my past, and the qualities that you possess are similar to what I've been raised to be wanted to be wanting. Yeah. What? So you were raised to want the qualities. So then you just go. I mean, Peter has. So you go after those. I hope you have some. I hope you have some distance from your upbringing to assess to like tease out what from your upbringing is not just what you were raised to want, but what you want exactly. Like. You know, now's a good time for
2: Peter to maybe ask more questions about her own family's Also, life, yeah, what are those values? Marriage. What were you exactly. raised? Like,
1: how we know Where nothing from, about Hannah. Ann-Ann. <laughs> we know really very little about her. Uh, and Pete gets real frustrated. He's just like, this is real for me. And then he says he needs a break. And it feels like he's maybe on the verge of saying this isn't working. Yeah, like he walks out super frustrated. But Pete's super into her, so he wants it to work. So yeah. he just needs... Really, he needs an excuse to justify why he's keeping her around, and so she gives it to him in the form of, "Look, again, I don't like to cry shame, and I also don't like to accuse women of fake crying, but this—it felt like there was a lot of fake crying. Yeah, this felt weird. There's real crocodile tears happening. This, this was
2: like, uh... like oh my god, like my feelings are trying. hurt. I'm gonna
1: cry. Please cry.
2: Please cry. But Peter She's falls like, for I've it. I've
1: been so good about smiling through this, but I just can't. And I just care a lot, and he's like, "Oh, that's all I needed. Yeah, that's all I." Uh, Which what? Let's she forget didn't, about she everything. Didn't say anything different. She about. didn't articulate why she's into him. She just said she cares. Yeah. And he's like, "Thank God, here's the rose."
2: You again affirmed to me that you are into. You're this. in enough
1: pain. Like yeah. I'm, I'm. You want me so much. You're willing to go through pain. Like we said, if you cry
2: and reassure him. Peter is going to change his truth. His truth is out the window. Your truth is in. You get a rose. Easy peasy. And
1: I mean, I really hope that they had some more of a conversation than what we saw. Because Pete goes on a whole thing about how he just, he really understands Hannah Ann on a deep level. He just really gets her. No. And I was like, this is dumb. No. I hate this. Yeah. Moving on.
2: So back at the house, McKenna t- uh, continues to insist that she must have one-on-one time with Pete. Um, it's just it's it's her time but the group card <laughs> arrives um and we get a group date and it's Sydney, Natasha, Kelsey, Victoria P, Madison, Tammy, Kelly and McKenna.
1: Loose camera I action. Not bad Spanish there. Lights camera, camera action. action. Uh, which means Victoria F is getting the second one on one and like McKenna's just muttering angrily under her breath and then goes and cries. I understand why that's frustrating. But also,
2: it's like, I f- the date card said, I feel like we didn't get a fair shot. Victoria F's date card. I guess and it's I'm like Chase Rice. But also, but you had plenty of time. You got, you got a fair shake. I do get how the Chase thing complicated things. But I also think at this point... Our girl Natasha, like, give somebody else a one-on-one. Right. Some of these girls
1: have not had any time with but you. But I think the problem is, if you get to this point, like, this is the one moment where McKenna shows some real self-awareness. She's like, he doesn't see anything me. It's probably time to leave. I'm like, yeah, yeah you're right. If you haven't gotten a one-on-one, yeah. he doesn't care that much about you. Exactly. And so if you're, if you're McKenna, bags. if you're Tammy, if you're Natasha, like, you kind of know that's it's, where you stand. And it sucks. It signals something to you.
2: I would definitely be like, you know what, maybe I should yeah. pull myself out of so the So I didn't find
1: anything wrong with her packing her bags and thinking maybe no. I should leave. Yeah. But this group date is super fun. It's so fun. They actually seem to have fun. we also don't saw some like we start, finally see personalities. Yeah. So they're they walk in to a sound stage and there's actors performing a scene from a telenovela and Pete says, you know, I picked up all of my Spanish watching telenovelas with my grandmother. And so today, the women will be starring in El Amor del Pedro.
2: <laughs> I love it. And Natasha also says that she picked up Spanish from watching telenovelas with her grandmother. Yeah, so I thought I was that like, was really sweet. this little connection. Uh, yeah. I have to say, though, the standout for me was Kelly. Oh, my abuela. God.
1: Kelly. Yeah, so they all kind when of get assigned she... roles. So A good. few of them get to be Pedro's lovers. And then we have the maid, we have the nurse, the maid, the patient. Nurse. Victoria, yeah, Victoria P is wearing a neck brace. They don't really address it. <laughs> Kelly is the abuela, and she's actually pretty good. She's so great,
2: and her the best <laughs> line when when you know when she's acting across from Peter, and uh, she says in her confessional that incest is best because yeah. all these girls get to make out with Peter yet she's playing like yeah, she says, woman.
1: She's great. Maybe I'm a gilf grandma I'd like to fantasy suite with. Like I, I'm just so here for Kelly. She was great. She's funny. She makes clever jokes. She has a good sense of humor. She didn't seem... You know, McKenna's face really dropped when she was the maid. Again, yeah. I get it. But I love that Kelly just had a real fun time yeah, with her less sexy role.
2: McKenna is just like, but you know what? As we keep filming, I'm realizing that this maid storyline is like my storyline where I'm just in the background. And then he fina- finally
1: notices that I'm I'm his queen. It's me. It's been me all along. And that is what happens in the telenovela. Surprise. The maid <laughs> ends up with Pedro. And then another character. Uh, then Chris Harrison comes in and yeah, is like, <laughs> "That's your aunt," and that's how it ends. It was it was pretty a real treat. The only thing I noticed is that like Madison
2: didn't know what she was playing. Never saw her. I saw her on set, but I never saw her actually. Yeah, act out I her was scene. like, "Wait,
1: Madison's on this date again." They keep like leaving madison behind a bit i i assume that we're gonna start to get a lot more yeah. of her but it was it's just weird but that was a great date very good date great date the women are in great spirits Every, tammy's like i had such a fun time natasha had a fun time natasha shows up to the night portion of their date she's been rocking a few like really gorgeous mm. uh mustard yellow silk dresses the it last couple so episodes. good Her fashion is on point. It made me want to
2: go to Rent the Runway and just find myself my own mustard-colored dress. It was really
1: good. And Peter's like, guys, this is not just real. It's really real. It's getting really real.
2: Yes, Peter. It should be. Like, that's the point. We're glad you're finally, again, getting some clarity about this process.
1: So he starts starts doing his little catch-ups. You know, he chats with Kelsey and they feel good. McKenna's feeling really good. And then we get to Victoria P., who just wants to find some reassurance and security after the whole Alea thing really put a damper on her connection with Pete.
2: Yeah. And I love this, too. She, like, cuddles on top of him. I loved this. And she says, like, I need— I need physical touch. touch. It's my love language. Good for you, girl. You know, I relate to that. I relate
1: to that. And Peter obliges, but doesn't seem that excited about it. Yeah. Um, I understand, Victoria. My boyfriend also doesn't like to be physically smothered, and yeah. I do it to him anyway. Yeah,
2: Will always, <laughs> Will always yells at me. My husband will because he always wants to hold my hand, and I'm just like not. Oh,
1: you're not a physical touch I'm person. Not, See, no. you
2: should. Yeah, we I'm should not switch into, partners. So. I'm not <laughs> into holding hands. And he's always like, hold my hand. And sorry, babe, I love you. Uh, but yeah, Victoria P though with like kissing Peter's hand, like. It gave me some like uh, Gomez Morticia vibes. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, now I could sense why Peter was a little bit like, I don't know, if you're my
1: wife. Yeah, like, it was a lot. I think but she, again, she comes love, on like touch is not my love language, so she comes who knows. on intense. Uh, but I did, I did understand this this frustration she might have had that like, okay, now I've been allegedly dating this person for weeks, and I just, I, ha- I don't, I just want to touch them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. I get it, Victoria. She's still, she's wearing those great glasses. And she kind of launches into a speech. She's like, Peter, I don't want to, you to question me. I feel like we took a step back. I don't mm-hmm. want you to have doubts. Let's just get back to a secure place. And you can see Peter's face start to shift. Yeah.
2: And he's saying, like, they, he loves how they started out. Their first date was amazing. But not but been good recently. There's been a drop-off. Because, yes, Alea, it put a damper on stuff.
1: And she's like, okay, we just have to move forward. And, like, she starts talking about how she's going to fight for him and he just cuts her off and that's when i knew yeah this this is not going to end well for her and
2: it's sad cuz you can tell like he has respect for victoria p he doesn't want to hurt her uh but he's just not confident in them and he he tells her i just don't like see you as my wife i'm so sorry
1: except the way uh, he delivers it well cuz he first says i have to be honest with you cuz that's what you deserve but he doesn't actually say the thing which is i think you should leave and yeah. victoria's like what are you trying, are you to, trying say? to say? I don't what like what are you actually saying here? You're dancing around it, and finally, she has to ask, "Are you saying you don't want me to be here?" Oh,
2: poor because Victoria. This is a trend. Peter needs to be told. Peter's real
1: mealy mouth. What he needs
2: to do, yeah. like he can't just do it himself. It's it's getting
1: frustrating. And finally, as you said, he says, "You know, I don't see you as my wife," and oh. then he pauses and says, "I'm sorry about that." Yeah. <laughs> Great, Mary. I was like, "Fuck you, guys! <laughs> yeah, you suck." Uh, uh, but she says, "I've been nothing but vulnerable," like, which is true. And also, look, he is. I, I'm glad to see him making some decisions and just kind of culling, culling the pot. He's not making the decisions I would necessarily make, yeah. but like, good. We need we need fewer women here.
2: Yeah, and she tells him, "You're not making the right decisions," uh, or I hope that you're going to make some right decisions. Um, but yeah, this is not love, and that really sucks. Victoria P.
1: She even takes off her glasses to pretty much. Which was so
2: real because I do that when I'm watching like Titanic. I take my glasses, you know, wipe them down a little bit.
1: (laughs) Uh, Poor Victoria
2: P. And this is what got me too, though is like she, you know, he's going to walk her out and she says, I don't need you to walk me out. Like I could, I can leave myself. Um,
1: And And he he just follows her. He like tracks her. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Like leave her alone. He also says this really condescending line twice, which is, I know one day you'll make someone really happy. And that that. is a thing that I just hate. And, you know, women say it's men, men say it's women, women say it to women, whatever. In any context, I don't like it. I think it's because as the person getting dumped, you're not thinking about you, first of all. Probably, hopefully, know that you have the ability to make someone happy, that you are deserving of something good. The disappointment is that you wanted it to be this thing, exactly. And now you're gonna have to start over. So she's not
2: automatically thinking like my, but my next relationship,
1: or like I'm gonna find someone. She's upset. She's like, I'm rejected. You just, I feel rejected by you. Fuck off.
2: Oh, poor thing. She breaks down in tears in the car. She says that she may have been too hopeful, but
1: I don't know. I think you know what I suspect we'll see VP on. Paradise.
2: paradise i know i was hoping she'd get a little further because she was the only one that i was like could she be the bachelorette but i actually don't know now if they're gonna pick any of these women i agree to be the i'm starting to increasingly yeah. think that none of them should
1: be bachelorette. i think they're gonna go back in time <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break but when we get back we'll break down a whole lot more from episode six of the bachelor This
3: show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've
3: been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down.
3: If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try.
1: It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just
3: fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge.
1: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp.
3: Visit betterhelp.com love to see it today to get 10% off your first
1: month. That's betterhelp, slash love to see it. Okay. So you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next.
3: If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about
1: Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck, Article. Our big console, Article. I'm My bed frame, Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I
3: mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture Recently, our new couch and my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real life situations, and delivered with conversation based teaching. So you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world.
1: Plus, all of Babel's 14 award winning lang- language courses are backed by their 20 day money back guarantee. I personally used Babel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was
3: Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash
1: LTSI. Spelled B A B B E L dot com slash LTSI.
3: Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: And now back to the show. Pete then heads back to the group and tells them that he sent Victoria home, uh, Victoria P. home, and McKenna looks Shuck. shook. And he tells them, I knew she was not my wife.
1: Then Pete catches up with Madison. He wrote them another little script to act out. They make out. They are very into each other. It's sweet. It's nice to see that connection. But yeah. of course, it doesn't last long because <laughs> back at the group, McKenna keeps, she does the thing where she just talks a lot to the group about herself. Mm-hmm. And it's annoying. It is. And this starts grating on Tammy. Tammy. Tammy tried her best. You know, she tried to start the episode
2: out with little girl's toast. Yeah. But it's just too much. The tension builds and Tammy explodes once again.
1: And this is my my issue with Tammy. Tammy does not understand that you can just dislike someone or be annoyed with them. She doesn't know how to just hold that truth mm-hmm. in herself that, like, this girl is annoying. Mm-hmm. She ends up extrapolating that annoyance to, well, obviously, if I'm annoyed by them, this person is not deserving of Peter's time. Exactly. And that's not how it works. Sometimes people you like like people you really don't like. And that's a fact
2: of life. It's like, if you don't like somebody, just don't like them. But you don't need to, like, tear them down. It's not a moral lesson. You just don't like them. You find them annoying. Just move on. Uh, But no, she doesn't. She starts questioning McKenna. Are you ready for marriage?
1: McKenna's like, I am here for the right reasons.
2: Uh, Tammy calls... Like kinda immature, which yeah, like she's twenty-two. It's true. She's a little immature. Um but she says, why? I'm not ready because I'm twenty-two. Uh, and then Tammy says, no, because you act like a child. Which
1: again, I was sort of like, that's mean, but I yeah. I understand. Kelsey
2: stands up for her though in this. Uh but it made Natasha me. Natasha
1: is just like trying to stay the fuck out of yeah. all of it. She has a look of just Resigned disgust on her face. It just doesn't
2: stop. It's like,
1: cool. These women 10 years younger than me are just yelling at each other again about nonsense. It seems to always be these
2: three women in some sort of situation where they can't let the drama go. Just let it go.
1: And I think Natasha has a good read on this. She tells the camera, she's like, look, Tammy seems more concerned. With eliminating people who she has decided are not ready for Peter, mm-hmm. and she seems to be sort of calculated about it, and then Natasha just gives this like epic eye roll groan.
2: It's the best thing. Literally sums up everybody's feelings on this season
1: in yeah. one. I'm like Natasha belongs image. on another season. She really does. So the women just continue yelling at each other to the point where Madison and Peter can hear it. Yeah, and. It's like mom and dad, mom and dad. She's pulling my hair. Kelsey gets involved. They all start yelling. They all they all have this holier than thou, righteous thing. Like I will not allow you to yeah. attack me anymore. Bye, bitch. And Kelsey says, "Go be an alcoholic," which is, ex- what? which is really you're gonna go there after we just established that it was incredibly inappropriate for that to be thrown at you. Exactly. I'm just so over all of them. I'm
2: over the name calling. The The throwing around substance abuse issues. It's gross. It's all disgusting.
1: McKenna, you know, Peter finds McKenna just irate and sad in the stairwell. And she tattles on Tammy to Peter. And McKenna's like, I don't want you to worry. And Pete's just like, I'm done with this shit. He's like, like, don't worry. Don't second guess how I feel about your intentions. He doesn't say she shouldn't second guess how he feels about her, her. Because to be clear, Pete doesn't feel great about her. No. He's done with all he of that. He has them. no feelings about her to be. No, honest. he has none. And McKenna's like, "I'm just really holding on to hope that Peter has something in my heart for me." Girl, he does not. Yeah. Nothing
2: is, well, his heart uh he examines very closely yeah. as he does
1: yours and he, And he's No, he's not heart, even bothering to examine her heart. He's like heart he's like, "I have so little examine. interest. <laughs> I'm not going to surgically remove your heart and examine it.
2: But I will examine Madison's yeah, because so she, she gets the good yeah, date. She's going to get my rose.
1: So McKenna seems to then blame Tammy for ruining the night, which, like, again, no,
2: no, McKenna, you kind of started this. Like everyone was having a fine time. Uh, she needs to learn her role in the whole situation. She keeps placing the blame on Tammy or whoever and else Tammy is keeps starting p- it.
1: Placing the blame on exactly. other people too. There's a lot You've of each
2: had a part in this. Right, you're
1: all to blame. So then we move on to Victoria F's one-on-one. And Peter's just like, Chile's the best. Uh, last night was tough, but I'm excited to have this date uh, with Victoria F. He he says he really missed her. And they are out in the Chilean countryside, which looks beautiful. So pretty. They pet ponies. Yeah, they get a lesson from a waso, which is basically a Chilean equivalent of the American cowboy, mm-hmm. on how to connect with horses on a deep level, it's just like a relationship between trust, two humans. Yeah. Build that trust.
2: <laughs> it was sweet. It was
1: a cute date. It, it was a cute date. Then they uh, ride the horses a little bit. And Peter's like, Victoria, I just really wanted a second date with her, with you. And she says, you know, I was, I was nervous that it meant you were second guessing our connection. He's like, no, not at all. And honestly, this is the most substantial connection I feel like we've really seen. Yeah. They're the only ones who seem to have actual conversations. Yeah.
2: Actually get to know each other. And Peter even says, uh, I roll, but he says he can see her as the future Mrs. Weber. Oh,
1: I vomited uh, a little in my
2: mouth. Yeah. But again, like you just mentioned, they seem to have one of the only true connections, or at least they're building to something more. They yeah. talk about more than just the drama in the house.
1: And she is in her own head as per usual and says like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess this up. And she admits to Peter Like, this process is hard for me, and I keep going back and forth, and I don't know where I stand sometimes. And Peter is really shaken by this. Yeah, he's totally— He's really worried she's just going to leave, and he's like, if you can't do this, I need you to be honest about it right now, basically.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, he says he feels really strongly for her and that, you they know, her, amazing chemistry. her back and forth, too. We saw this on her first one on one date is she tends to, like, just excuse herself from the situation or go take a walk or she gets confused. She's really into it. And then she gets freaked out that, yeah, this ends in marriage or this ends with a full blown relationship. She seems to be questioning whether she's ready. So at night they talk about this a little more.
1: A lot more. <laughs> Um he admits that he was thrown off by their talk earlier today and it really hurt his confidence in them and it made him sad, which I, I enjoyed that Peter was just like, it made me sad. It made yeah. me feel sad. That's a real emotion. Um and usually we don't hear we hear the bachelor lingo. It's like I felt a, a deep soul connection. Yeah. They don't just say like, you made me happy or you yeah. made me sad. Yeah. And I kind of liked to hear that. And <laughs> Victoria is like, okay. I'm trying. She takes a big old sip of red wine to prep herself. And she says, you know, I don't don't know why I'm kind of sabotaging this. Peter's like, I need to understand why you're acting this way. And she's like, I don't really know. Yeah. It's a combination of things. She clearly is reticent to just say everything on camera. Yeah. But also understandably, it's frustrating for Peter because he is like, this is the time we have. And are you just going to up and leave?
2: Yeah, because then he – you know, she says maybe you would be happier with someone who could be more open with you at this point. This is just who I am. like.
1: And the thing is, Peter sort of articulates something that we don't often hear the lead articulate, which is that, yeah, there are these boxes that people are supposed to check, but also you like who you like. Exactly. So, no, you want it to work with the people you like, not just anyone who's willing to make it work.
2: Exactly. This process – like works uh, but it doesn't have to work for you in every moment like you know he doesn't want to force her to be something that she's not ready to be but he also, but he, also again, does. Wants, he also very he wants
1: much the does. affirmation <laughs> he needs yeah. her and he starts pushing her he's he's like you know i believe you but also why are you this way and you need to be honest with me right now and victoria just gets overwhelmed she's like, like i feel walks, sick walks i feel away. sick
2: which i would too like
1: It's a lot of pressure, and we hear her crying, talking to a producer in the bathroom, and she's like, I'm just really frustrated at myself. I don't – Peter doesn't deserve this, but I don't know why I'm acting the way I'm acting, and we hear Pete talking to a producer saying, like, I don't know what else to do. I can't get get anywhere. anywhere. And Victoria's sobbing, saying this is the most I've tried with anybody, which I was like, Victoria, I want you to go to some therapy. Yeah,
2: and then I really – in this moment, I was like, is Victoria going to leave? Like, I think this might be done, like – she does not, but she does not. She, she apologizes and then says, immediately just flip. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is me. This is all on me. It's my fault.
1: And she's like, "You don't deserve to deal with my issues." And he says, "Well, I'm okay with dealing with them right now. Mm-hmm. I really like. I really care about you." Yeah. And so he gives her the rose, but with conditions. He wants her to know <laughs> nobody's put me through this much at this point, but I'll give you the rose anyway. And and they kiss. It's a weird thing because. Of course, the rose is reassurance, but then Peter tells the camera, like, I still—this is actually a moment where I have huge doubts about her. Yeah. Peter. I'm like, wait, what? You just said that you're fine dealing (laughs)
2: with it. But you're fine dealing with it, and you're going to give her the rose. Mixed messages here. Instead of maybe questioning if this is going to work out. But, you know, we're used to this at this point with Peter. So back at the house— Natasha is tired of dealing with the drama of McKenna and Tammy, as we all are. And the cocktail party is important because, again, she needs one-on-one time. She's one of the only women now who hasn't had a one-on-one date. So there's a knock at the door. And this might be a first. So we've had two-on-ones, but we've never had a two-on-one before the cocktail party, which I think is very smart. A
1: two-on-one that was clearly unplanned.
2: Yeah. Um, It's smart, though, because I feel like those two-on-ones are just very awkward for the lead to even navigate and you kind of pick the two people who you're already unsure about like
1: also if you get on the two-on-one you're not winning the thing
2: exactly so it's either like both of you are going home one of you will stay for another week so i thought this was a smart idea but yeah, i liked
1: it. And, it and it is totally shocking to the women because they've had all the dates that they were supposed to have already yeah so to get a date card is like oh wow at first, they're uh, like ooh, and then, and they're, then like, oh. they're like, okay. Uh, the date card says, "Enough is enough," and says, "Tammy and McKenna meet Peter at the cocktail party early. Mm-hmm. Shit's about to go down." Yeah,
2: uh, because of course you have to. Every season you have to pair the two people who hate each other the most on the two on one. It didn't
1: used to be like that. They used to pair friends or or just really neutral people, and then they started really leaning into the conflict. Uh, McKenna is like you know i don't like spending time talking other gr- about other girls but tammy coming at me was very hurtful and i don't stand for that in my life this is where mckenna begins her rest of the episode you know attempt at like co-opting feminism yeah. to prove how righteous she is she's a true
2: feminist icon oh god Let i was like you. i
1: couldn't handle it <laughs> and tammy is being similarly obnoxious she's like enough is enough i'm sick of mckenna of the mckenna show consuming my time with peter I know what I want.
2: What know? do and you want?
1: She starts. <laughs> she starts saying that McKenna's like in it for the publicity. Which, again, we've been over this. Whatever. Yeah. I don't even care.
2: And she's like, I don't need that. Like, I started my own business.
1: <laughs> and she, and McKenna says, Tammy may think I'm weak, but I'm strong as hell. I'm a strong ass woman, and I'm not going to let her get in my damn way. I will, I will not allow it. She's not a good person. She's not a nice person. Again, like. It's like she had these prepared speeches. It's really something. I'm like, again, this is not—neither of you are, like, morally superior. Yes. Uh, so get, we get the two-on-one. And McKenna,
2: dressed in baby pink, versus Tammy, dressed in a little black dress, as she mentions, because it's she's Funereal. going to McKenna's funeral. <laughs> uh, McKenna tells Tammy she wants to say something— Uh, and not be interrupted. And this is when we get another... uh, You made me find my damn voice. (laughs) But she says it. You made me found my damn voice. And I was like, grammar's Uh, back. Grammar is not the strong
1: suit (laughs) of these women.
2: Uh... She's, yeah, she's, like, she's like giving a stump speech. She's I like, will not let people like you tear me down anymore because at the end of the day, I am proud of who I am, Tammy. Kindness wins. Love wins. Love wins. Bringing people down never wins. And that's how I feel about that.
1: What a way to end. That is how I feel about that.
2: <laughs> Live, laugh, love, McKenna. Yeah. Live, laugh, love.
1: Peter comes in and he's like already exhausted. He's like, <laughs> I'm. to be blunt, I don't understand what the fuck is going on with you people. Yeah. And I want to be done. Yeah. I need to get down to the bottom of this drama. So Peter pulls Tammy first. And Tammy goes real on the offensive. She says that McKenna has, quote, shown me no reasons that she's here for the right reasons. Again, these girls just know how to use their words. She basically accuses McKenna of just being in it to create her brand and in it for the hashtags and says she packed her bags the night you know before the last group date. She was ready to leave. Pete just sighs the heaviest sigh and Pete is then like well how do you view your relationship with me and mm-hmm. tammy has nothing to say no. she says like i were meant to be i fight to the death of of what i deserve which doesn't yeah. make sense no. and what i deserve is the chance to see if this relationship works like it just a lot of platitudes and the truth is that tammy and peter don't have any no. substantial. And she tries to be
2: like, the drama created this, like, speed bump for like, us. but girl, you no.
1: fed into the drama. You created a lot of this drama. You cared
2: more about the drama than you ever cared about Peter.
1: Let's be real. Tammy then tells McKenna, because it's her turn to give a speech uninterrupted, <laughs> that she's very disappointed in her. And that McKenna should be prepared to answer some questions.
2: Oh, God. And that's when McKenna probably whipped out a little notebook and was like, let me prep. Let me yeah. prep with my one-liners.
1: And then we get the McKenna and Pete chat. And she's like, Tammy, it takes joy and bring other people down.
2: Yeah, but, you know, Peter is, again, questioning her. Like, are you focused on this uh, and not the drama? Because she seems to always be in the drama. So he's skeptical, which I would be, too. And then he heard she packed her bags. Uh, and then Peter says it confuses him to hear that, you know, maybe she's not here uh, for what she says she is. Maybe she is about the hashtags and building a brand and...
1: Um, McKenna takes a line from Kelsey here and she's like, or from Victoria P. Kelsey, I don't know. They all speak their own truth, saying, I'm speaking my truth on this, Peter. Believe me or not, but I'm speaking my damn truth. And Peter (laughs) Also, her Canadian accent is really coming out during this. It's just so funny. Oh, it's so funny. I'm like, this is, I really think that she in her head was like, I'm going to come off like Hannah B here. Yeah all righteous and a strong woman. strong woman and peter instead likes that. it's so lame yeah
2: and then she just says you know i care so much about you this this between us needs to be given a chance
1: i believe she is hard. actually into peter but i don't i don't think they have anything between them
2: yeah i don't either um tammy says it makes her sick that people like mckenna come in and just try to brand themselves um and, and then they get, there's another great exchange. Between oh my the two God. Of I think that. we need
1: to dramatic reenact it. I, I got most of it. I didn't write down every line, but I'll be McKenna. Okay. I'm not the villain of the season, honey. I'm not concerned about that, but you are. Shut up. I just can't deal with you anymore. I can't. Don't lead with your emotions. Don't lead with your anger. You're nothing to me, girl. No, nothing. McKenna says, You're <laughs> nothing to me, girl. Nothing. I'm everything. No. <laughs> it is. So dumb. It's a telenovela. They say nothing. They're saying nothing. So Pete comes back in. He's like, look, I just can't have both of you continue. Um, McKenna, I trust you. Tammy, you're gone. But, but McKenna does, does not get them, a road, I was
2: like, you both need to go home, but.
1: Which, you know. Yeah. And McKenna is like chuckling evilly to herself as Tammy leaves. Tammy's like, Peter, I hope you're making the right choice because I would hate for this experience to be robbed from you which is so again condescending yeah. like girl it a yes he has gotten it in his own way but this is not a case where he's making a wrong decision they no. both need to go yeah and uh, he's, peter's like i wish you nothing but the best and that's it the rest of the women arrive at the cocktail party and mckenna walks in she's like peter trust me tammy's gone
2: yeah but again she doesn't have a rose so she is not safe yeah he says he wants to move forward, and he's looking forward to finally having some quality time with these women. And he pulls Natasha first, which, thank the Lord's above. Finally, we give Natasha what she deserves.
1: And I love that Natasha was open with him and just said, look, I need some reassurance. Yeah. Are you into this?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And he says, you know, I do feel a connection with you. I And, like, I'm not about the drama, and I hope that—I think that— Pete wants Natasha's respect, which is very interesting. A lot of the women he wants their affirmation with Natasha. He it's like he wants her to approve of his decision. Because she's an An adult. She's an adult. She's an actual adult.
2: (laughs) She's 30-something years old. He's like, wow, you can teach me a lot (laughs) about love. I mean,
1: honestly, she probably could. Yeah. And Hannah Ann, you know, meanwhile, points out that they're no longer at the point where it's just drama getting you kicked off. Like you could have a deep conversation and then be rejected. In that deep conversation, as I saw with Victoria P. Mm -hmm. And we see Peter then make the rounds. He talks to Sydney. She's like, I love, when I love someone, I love them with my whole heart. Um, Kelsey. Again, she just
2: appreciates Peter accepting her. It means the world to her, and that they, you know, she has very strong feelings for him, which Peter seems to be into Kelsey as well.
1: Yeah. Peter and Victoria F check in. She's like, Look, I got the rose, but I don't feel great. Um, and I feel like you didn't get that much out of me, and I'm I want to give that to you, and I don't want to push you away, and I'm and I'm sorry. And this I I this felt like a more genuine yeah. kind of hey, this is some self awareness. Mm-hmm. I know I'm aware of what happened, and like I don't want it to be that way. And Pete seems so relieved. Yeah,
2: it seems like she got to sit with it a little bit and figure out exactly what's going on. And they clearly are into each other. So yeah. I respected her for being honest and being like, Same. listen.
1: This is what it is. Yeah, let's move
2: forward. So, again, Peter says he had a big week. There were highs and lows, but he can see a future with each woman. But this process is almost working too well for him. Almost too well. Really,
1: Peter? I'm not getting that vibe, but good for (laughs) you. Good for you. (laughs) So we finally get to the rose ceremony, and Hannah Ann, Victoria F., and Madison all have roses. Mm -hmm. So the roses go to Kelsey, Natasha, and Kelly. So McKenna gets sent
2: home about after twenty minutes yeah. after. She I guess it was, was chosen, a few hours,
1: probably, but still, which
2: wasn't surprising. But the one that surprised me a little bit was Sydney.
1: We it surprised me because usually the people who are about to get sent home get a little bit of a storyline before mm-hmm. they're on their way out, and Sydney didn't really this episode.
2: Yeah. Because I know that they had a good one-on-one date, but Peter did mention that, like, it was a lot of physical chemistry. So I'm wondering if he just started to think maybe that's all that they had. You know, she's a great kisser, all that, but maybe there wasn't more there. Uh, But, yeah, Sydney and McKenna sent home. McKenna obviously starts crying. Um, Sydney herself does a, you know, leaves on a high note. She says it sucks that he didn't get to see... All of Sydney, I came here with my heart and my mind so open and so willing to let those walls down. Um, and she's looking for a man who's her rock.
1: <sighs> she is. So Peter apologizes
2: is. to McKenna, uh, clearly because
1: he uses <laughs> let her the, stay. the same line he used on Victoria P. <laughs> You're going to make someone real happy someday. Yeah. And she is mostly confused, which this is the the one point that I was like, I'm on board. I agree with you, McKenna. Like, she's like, why didn't he just send us both home? Yeah. She's like, I could have had my night. I could have been like in a hotel room ordering room, room service, service. <laughs> getting ready to go on a plane. Like, I'm I agree. But then
2: she says, I know this girl right here is tough and strong, and she's powerful, and she's beautiful, and she knows what she deserves more than anything. Again.
1: Good for you, McKenna. I
2: know what she should do. She should start making an Etsy shop. Yeah, she needs to make inspirational posters. posters. Maybe work at Home Goods. You know, we need more
1: of what McKenna
2: has to say. Well, maybe this is the next
1: phase. Next phase of her fashion blog, which is her profession.
2: Uh, So we find out next week they're going to Peru looks awesome. Uh, which looks beautiful. But there looks like there will be a lot of tears.
1: Yep. Um, well, it, this is the episode that it goes down to, you know, he picks who's going on the um, hometown dates. Yeah. So we're already there. It's getting serious. Guys, we're already on hometowns oh, and God. we don't
2: even know. And I don't know
1: any of these women and I don't care <laughs> about do any of them. Where do these women
2: live? Like, yeah, where I are we going? I just
1: don't care about any of them. I can't believe we're this far in.
2: Also, again, like we mentioned last uh, episode with Chris Harrison's funny little bit at the end, always love the end of these episodes. And I really enjoyed Peter just, like, chomping down on some meat uh, and getting the meat sweats. Let's, again, lean into more comedy.
1: Let's let's drop yeah, the I'm drama. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. We have quite a few, although I think they weren't as egregious this mm-hmm. week. Um, first... We have Hannah Ann saying that she that Pete just has the qualities that she's been raised to want. We're going to give that one a three. Like maybe she just misspoke. But, you know, we think that um, everyone deserves to have the space and time to assess what qualities they actually want as an individual separate from, you know, what their parents want them to have. Mm -hmm. Next, we have
2: Peter. Uh, You know, when Victoria P says she doesn't want to be walked out. He just follows her. He tracks her. He doesn't give her her space. Let her be, man. I'm going to give this a three because, you know, he felt like that kind of man who just needed to feel better about his own decision making. Uh, So he forced a woman to be in his company when clearly (laughs) she did not want to be.
1: Uh, Just let her have her space, please. And then Peter refers to Victoria F., not to her face, to the camera, as... A quote future Mrs. Weber. I'm Can also give that one a three. It's like again, maybe she's someone who thinks that's cute. I think it's kind of gross. It implies that she will could be you know subsumed by him, his identity. Just don't love it. Yeah, not great.
2: Uh, Peter again, man. He just kind of intimidates and forces Victoria F into expressing that she's committed to him. Uh, I'm gonna give this a two. Uh, let a woman just
1: figure out her own feelings. Yeah, like, we get where he's coming from. It's his insecurity. He wants to be reassured. But, like, browbeating someone into loving you isn't usually effective. Then on her exit in in the limo, Tammy says, well, Pete must just want a trophy wife if he picked McKenna. And I'm gonna give that one a three, maybe even a four. Like, it's just kind of gross to refer to someone as a trophy wife. There's no indication that that's what McKenna is. Again, I find her annoying, too, but you sort of take away you you're implying when you say that that this woman has nothing about her other than her looks to offer and that feels pretty unfair and pretty sexist it's like what we've been saying about pilot wife all season yeah when do you hear about trophy
2: husbands rarely rarely uh tammy and mckenna both co-opting feminism to fight petty personal battles was another one i'm gonna give this a four uh The feminist
1: movement is a political movement. It is not actually about justifying your own petty personal actions. Yeah. They're gone. Sayonara, ladies. Sayonara. And before we wrap up, we just have one big feminism humanity fail, which is that uh, Sydney, there's been, you know, a lot of discussion over the comments that she made about being ostracized in high school, which... Some people who went to high school with her have sort of disputed. She has she responded and basically said, you know, I received a lot of racist bullying and like these photos of me in a yearbook don't diminish that, don't show any of that, which yeah. I think that we acknowledge. When yeah, we talk she says, about like, it.
2: you know, I could be seen as pretty or beautiful, or I can go to homecoming or be crowned this and that, but I'm still facing hate.
1: Yeah, she says her every you know, day' vandalism, her you know, being called a half-breed, really disgusting racist It's horrible abuse. what she... Really yeah. horrible. And she this led to kind of a back and forth with a girl who had originally posted uh, those Facebook photos. And then Sydney eventually posted she, a ton of really disgusting racist vitriol. She's taking a lot of racist abuse online, which I wish I was surprised, but it's so disappointing and so disgusting. And I think we just want to reiterate that nothing you could do... On a reality television show, or ever in any situation, merits uh, racist, bigoted abuse, and it, we just think it's disgusting. And so we're sending, um, you know, our love to to Sydney because yeah. that that's what she's
2: really going through is horrible. And we know that people get hate every day when they're on the show, but this is a new level of it. Uh, and it actually forced you can forced criticize her. someone
1: and disagree with their decisions or find them to be mean. And that doesn't mean that they deserve to be abused verbally. Yeah, because now we're seeing her. She's
2: not even present anymore on Twitter. She deactivated um, her Twitter account, which, which we discovered this morning. Yeah. So, yeah, we're sending love to you, Sydney, and all you've been facing. And so, yeah,
1: racism. Pretty fucking bad. <laughs> A big old 5, 10, 20 on the feminism fail scale. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson.
2: Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Peter's season recaps. And please give us a five-star rating and review.
1: You can give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram
2: at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Lee Blickley and at Lee BZ. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for episode seven of The Bachelor.